Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Drew. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbot. Yo, what's going on? And Trey Stinky Fingers <laughs> Jose Route. Thank you. I think I'm too <laughs> I'm too chill for a hyped up intro like that. <laughs> I don't know how to match that energy. Uh, do tell us what the Jose route is that Eli Manning was talking about on Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, they're gonna run that dag or the Jose. I, I don't understand. They're gonna run the Jose. Is that like uh, he's gonna like run down to the to the he sneaks somewhere get some carne sata with some. Uh, it's when you dig a tunnel under the goal line, and you just you just come out in the end zone. They're like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> How do you get over there? They're here. I thought we had a wall up. It's illegal touchdown. Doesn't matter. He's there. Safe. You're an American. Um. All right. A little immigration to start off the show. <laughs> uh. Waiver wires. Week twelve is what we're talking about today. So. Getting down to the nitty-gritty, the playoffs start in a couple of weeks, a couple of few weeks, depending on your settings. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's grind time, getting down to the wire. Um, so we're going to be going over some of the bigger names uh, that are kind of out there right now for waiver wires. Uh, there's been some, some key injuries uh, to cover. So we'll talk about those as we go through these players because obviously the those that are are at the top of the list, typically the guy in front of them was hurt. So, uh, so yeah, that's the plan. Um, any big news we want to cover? Monday night game was actually pretty good uh, for once. Uh, came down oh. to the final drive, which is nice to see. I mean, yeah, it was one of the most hyped games of the entire season. So, Super Bowl rematch. It was a little sloppy because the it was pouring down rain the entire damn game. So that kind of sucked. It'd been nice to see them play in decent weather, so you could see both teams at their best. Um, but ultimately, Eagles pull out the win because MVS can't catch a football, even though he's an NFL wide receiver. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> The uh the story continues for MVS and it remains the same. Still can't catch the football. So uh it'd be nice to see the Chiefs, you know, at some point make an effort to get another receiver, but uh I mean obviously they need it. Uh Justin Watson probably should have caught that fourth and twenty five pass. Uh tough catch, but still gotta catch that. You know, the fact that Mahomes even gave him a chance. You know, to get that uh, first down is pretty remarkable. So, uh, please get another receiver for Mahomes, if you would, Andy Reid. They did have one at one point. I forgot. What what was his name? Yeah, what was that guy's name? He's pretty fast. Taysom Hill? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that was it. it. Yep. Um. All right, well, let's just uh, get right into it here at the top of the list. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, probably going to be the 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 hot ticket on waiver wires this week due to K-9 Kenneth Walker 
uh, going down with an oblique injury. Uh, sounds like it's not a super serious injury, or at least they don't think so as of right now. Uh, but the Seahawks do have a short week. They play the Niners on Thursday, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving night. So short turnaround, probably not going to see Kenneth Walker. Therefore, Zach Charbonnet will be the workhorse back there in Seattle. You'll see some of DJ Jalice as well, but I imagine it'll be mostly Charbonnet. I don't know. We've seen Pete Carroll do funnier things <laughs> in the past with DJ Jalice. So, uh, but it's got to be Charbonnet, right? I mean, yeah. And Pete Carroll mishandle a running back, <clears throat> Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Why? Why does this always have to be brought up? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'd be looking to add Charbonnet, but it's a tough matchup um, on Thursday against the Niners. Really tough defense. So yeah. I'm not expecting a whole lot. Maybe a top 24 running back performance, but nothing crazy. But I mean, at the same time, it's a guy who can be who we know is going to be a true RB1 in terms of touches and playing time, which you don't get a lot of anymore in the NFL. So right. even against a tough matchup, the workload he should expect to receive is going to be worthwhile still having him in your lineup. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think he's still a top 24 play, even against the Niners, but are you going to get him for more than one week, you know? Or is Kenneth Walker going to be back Yeah, next week? I mean, it could be. It's hard, it's hard to say, but at the same time, if you've listened to us at all this year, you would have known we've told you to pick up Zach Charbonnet for fucking 12 weeks. So, right. if you are just now waiting because this injury happened, shame on you. Yeah, I mean, he's probably mostly rostered, sitting on someone's team. I imagine if you're in a competitive league on Sleeper, he's still 51%, or he is 51%. Uh, consensus ranking or roster percentage has him at 38%. So, still available in in a lot of leagues outside of sleeper uh yeah i mean i'd be willing to play him pick him up and play him i i don't know if i'm dumping all the rest of my fab on him depending on what you have left but you know if you're running back needy it might be worth it i think he's in a really good position before he went down or before Kenneth Walker went down Charbonnet's usage has been increasing he's at over 50% snap percentage in the three weeks before last week when Walker went down. And then when Walker went down, obviously, you know, his usage did increase. And he ended up with six six targets, six catches. And that puts him on 11 targets and 10 catches in the last two weeks. And that's the one spot in, like, the, the 49ers run defense where it, they are a little weak and they do give up a decent amount of catches to running backs. A little over five per game, about 35 yards. So, you know, that adds another five points to anyone's floor if they're a majority running back. It's true. So Charbonnet is looking pretty good. And then let's just say Walker comes back and they kind of ease him back into it. Charbonnet is getting higher usage anyways. So I, I think it, it could be even like a two-week play, maybe even longer. Maybe. The schedule is scary, though. I mean, San, San Fran, then Dallas, and then San Fran again, and then Philly, and then Tennessee, and then Pitt in Week 17. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a gauntlet of run defense that they're about to go through that's actually not nice i mean that honestly might be the hardest six game stretch for a running back anyone's seen in the nfl this year so would you be picking him up to play 
Yeah, I mean, as you know, we we've stated already. I mean, he's going to be getting RB one touches, so that alone is worthwhile having him on your team and probably in your lineup. All right. Uh, hope we can run the gauntlet. Uh, but yeah, Zach Charbonnet. I mean, honestly, just because of name value that he has already, and the fact that people know he's you know the workhorse replacement for Kenneth Walker, you're probably going to dump all the rest of your fab to get them. So just be aware of that. Um, but let's move on, I guess. Uh, Josh Downs next on the list. Uh, had a buy in week 11. Um, has Came on when Gardner Minshew took over as quarterback after Anthony Richardson was out for the season, then kind of went cold against Carolina and New England. Not a lot of, not a lot of action. Uh, disappointing couple of games on by in week 11. They come back in week 12 to play the Buccaneers. But he's honestly probably rostered. 60% on sleeper, 47% consensus. Uh, but I still think he's worth picking up as long, uh, you know, just in case he gets on another hot streak here going into the playoffs. Could be a nice flex option for your team. I mean, he is the only downfield threat that Indy really has. Alec downsfield? P- yeah, downsfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Alex Pierce and Pittman are their, their possession guys, right? I mean, sure, Pittman can go down and make the contested catch, but he's not going to beat anybody running down the field. Mm-hmm. Am I missing something here? Why is Josh Downs only playing like 20% of snaps last two games? 25 last week, 20% percent the week before i think part of that might have been game script um they're playing two bad teams in carolina and new england they ran the ball a ton okay that would make sense but from looking at his stats i know he had like a streak of big games but minch has been playing like garbage lately and i i'm not really that high on on josh downs right now you're down on downs i'm, I'm I, I can't get downs with the sickness dude <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah, down, I mean, I, if you do pick him up, syndrome. he's he's flex depth uh, for your roster, right? I mean, this isn't a, a plug-and-play high upside guy right now. Um, you know, we thought maybe once, you know, Mar- Gardner Minshew was the guy, but it just hasn't been consistent enough. So, yeah, pick him up. He could be some flex depth uh, yeah. for your roster. Tampa is really poor against quarterbacks and receivers, though. They are the fourth worst defense against both positions so far in the year. They're really strong against the running game. So that does bode well to you know him potentially having a very high ceiling for this game. All right. Uh, Ty Chandler, running back for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, makes the list this week. Um, Vikings played against Denver uh, last week, uh, week 11 on Sunday Night Football. And we saw more of a split uh, between Tyson Chandler or Ty Chandler and uh, and Alexander Madison, and you know both guys ended up having a decent day. Ty Chandler was the better fantasy day, you know, ten carries for seventy three yards, had one big run of of thirty one yards, uh, seven point three yards per carry. Also had four targets through the air, caught all four for thirty seven yards. He's always been touted as kind of the better receiving back in this offense. Um, probably the best option they have out of the backfield. 
And so if this split continues, uh, there's some flex potential there for Ty Chandler, especially if he starts to take over potentially, which is definitely feasible with how Alexander Madison has played this year. Snap percentage isn't really leaning that way. He actually had a smaller snap percentage this week than he did the week before where he had you know that one touchdown on 15 carries. But like you said, he is the better receiving back. He had four targets, four catches. Alexander Madison had one catch for negative one yards. And yeah. it, it seems to be like that a lot, especially in recent years, when a running back has like the hot hand in an offense that isn't fully committed to a running back. It usually ends up going their way. So I like Ty Chandler a lot more than Alexander Madison right now, that's for sure. Alexander Madison, we've seen plenty of him all year, and he's just not running the ball very well. He still hasn't had a rushing touchdown on the season. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> I could, I did not know that, but I am not totally surprised either. Um, honestly, this is a similar situation to Pittsburgh. They have two guys that they're trying to keep involved in the game plan, but clearly, clearly there's one that is just the better runner and the more dynamic runner, and seems to be somebody who can progress the, the offense down the field better. And that's what I see here, where, where Ty Chandler is the Jalen Warren of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and this offense is changing, you know, with with Dobbs, you know, now there, right? The big Dobbs hype train, and the team catching momentum with him. They're definitely trying new things, and being a little bit more creative in the offense versus uh what they were with with Kirk Cousins. So I mean, he does add a whole different dimension with his with his legs. He has ran the ball a lot this year. Yeah, he has. Yeah. So, and he also has one of the best nicknames in the game. The Pastronaut. Such a good one. That's great. Where did that come from? Cuz he he has a degree in Oh, that's in right. Yeah, yeah. Astrophysics or yeah. whatever it is or rocket science aeronautics there it is i don't i don't know aerospace engineering probably i think it's i think it's actually just rocket science but but yeah so he's the astronaut he was in the space force it's actually a degree in astrology uh all right Jaden reed packers rookie wide receiver here we go (laughs) uh he's had a couple decent games couple big games actually uh for the pack last two weeks um against pittsburgh in week 10 finished with just about 17 fantasy points it was five for five through the air 84 receiving yards and a touchdown um this last week uh six for four 46 receiving yards but also uh ran the ball uh for 46 yards uh, and a touchdown on three carries so you know, this offense needs playmakers. Uh, Christian Watson has been disappointing. Romeo Dobbs is their number one receiver. Uh, just is what it is right now. They need more guys to step up and make plays with Jordan Love, you know, being inconsistent. So, I mean, look, if this guy can uh, continue to get running game, running plays, um, creative, uh, you know, scripted touches out of the backfield or end arounds, um, he could prove to be a fantasy asset uh, moving forward, especially if Aaron Jones uh, misses time, misses time, which I think he is, right? 
Yeah, uh, he hurt, I think it's an ankle injury. I think they're expecting him to be out for at least a few weeks. So uh, he's out. That means A.J. Dillon's going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, we'll see how that goes because he's been just fucking fantastic this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be interesting to see because, you know, they had a good game this last week as an off- as a passing offense. But I think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that they were playing the Chargers. And the Chargers defense is atrocious. Right. As much as Staley likes to uh, <laughs> yell at reporters about it. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They do get a much better defense this week in Detroit. But back in week four, Jordan Love also had another good game against them. Um, he had eight, almost 19 fantasy points, 246 yards, passed uh, threw a ball into the end zone, and also ran one into the end zone. So he threw two picks, though. Right. So, you know, you take away that rushing touchdown, and that's a pretty abysmal game. So, I do, I am worried that it's not a sign of things to come. It was just a, a great matchup. Yeah, and I'm not rushing. Speaking of A.J. Dillon, I'm not rushing out to, to, to pick up A.J. Dillon. I understand he might maybe fall into the end zone a couple times in one of these games that Aaron Jones is out, but... uh He's been bad, man. Uh, just so, not great. He's also not readily available. He's rostered in 60% of leagues on sleeper. Right. Yeah, so he's probably rostered. I mean, 14 attempts last week for two yards of carry against the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Um, But Jaden Reed, you know, I'd be willing to pick up and, and see what happens, right? If he gets on a hot streak, if he's more consistently involved in the offense – they're finding creative ways to get him the ball. They need playmakers, so um, I'd be willing to pick him up and probably not play him against Detroit unless I'm desperate, but uh, but see what happens. See if he gets on a hot streak. Yeah. One more week of nice production and volume, then, you know, I'm considering playing him against, you know, they played the Giants in week 14. Uh, they played the Buccaneers in week 15, the Panthers in week 16. So. That's damn good playoff schedule. Yeah. So um should be noted too, most people won't be desperate because there are no teams on by this week. Right. So another <laughs> yeah. another random week where we have no buys. Yeah, we have two weeks this year that have six teams on by. Right. I don't know who's creating this schedule anymore, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. And that's next week, week thirteen. Yeah, week six thirteen. Teams on by. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. Schedule is brought to you by AI, created by IBM. Idiots. Yeah, sick AI. Um, Demario Douglas, New England Patriots wide receiver, has been coming on as of late. Nine targets for six receptions, 84 yards in his last appearance, which is in week 10 against the Colts. They were on by last week. Uh, Sounds like Bailey Zappi is the starter moving forward, correct? That's the way I was leaning towards when we did this episode last week. It did get reported today that they're basically going to see who has the better week of practice and go with that guy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's clear kind of right now DeMario Douglas is the top receiver in this uh, in this offense, and they're playing the Giants next week, which might make him a viable waiver wire pickup, but... Again, you're going to get shitty quarterback play, no matter who's playing, whether it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. Zappi, I'm not really excited to start any uh, 
Patriots wide receivers. Uh, what's new? <laughs> oh, we're not trusting the Patriots wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least, at least if it's Bailey Zappi that gets to start, at least we've seen him attempt to actually push the ball down the field, which is where Demario Douglas can be very good at. Uh, the guy, he's a little receiver, but he's a speedster. So if he can get, get behind the defense and Zappi will actually throw the ball to him and it will actually get to the target, unlike Mac Jones. Yeah. Then he actually has a chance to have uh you know a player two in this game where he breaks a big one. Is Mac Jones like he's like the Kirkland brand Zach Wilson to me? Whoa! Don't Wait. put don't, don't hey. That's don't. a compliment to him. Okay. And Kirkland, he's better than Zach Wilson. They're just very similar players to me, and he just seems better. Zach Wilson's like why you gas station like vodka, that? and then <laughs> Mac Jones is Kirkland vodka. I don't know. I they, say, just, they seem like the same fucking player to me almost. I would say he's uh he's like that Gordon's vodka that you see in the plastic. Oh, God. Who's Zach Wilson? Mac Jones. And then Zach Wilson's like Prison Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fermenting pre- orange peels. <laughs> <laughs> Not even alcohol yet. Just... Did you guys see I saw a clip? He was running out of the field, Zach Wilson was in the game, it just fell. Yeah. Just like just, onto a milf, or <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's what he ran. <laughs> yeah, right. Saw yeah. one in the stands. Ah. Yeah, he was running onto the field, turned around to to sit, look at the sideline, and just fell backwards. Peak athleticism. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're going with uh, Tim Boyle. Yeah, Boyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it's worth it. They dropped him down to the third string quarterback behind Trevor Simeon. How about just cut the guy? You know, just get him off the team. Like, <laughs> crazy. Sick of seeing his face. Uh, More like Wax Zilson, you know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isaiah Likely, uh, the Baltimore Ravens tight end, stepping Let's in fucking go for Mark Andrews. Trey's been waiting on this day his whole life. About a year and a half. Been stashing him. Having my watch list in every single fucking league. <laughs> Athletic guy, 6'4", 240. Uh we've seen him do cool special things in the past. Um you know, he he'll probably be a large part of this offense moving forward as long as Mark Andrews is out. So this offense likes to use the tight end. A lot of it is built around the tight end. It's supposed to be Mark Andrews, but uh you know, Isaiah likely has the athletic profile to to do some damage. Uh in this offense. So, yeah, I'm excited about him as well. You know, if you need a tight end. I mean, who doesn't? You'd be probably, I'd be willing to drop some good fab. For sure. Uh, unlikely. I mean, and Mark Andrews is likely out for the rest of the season. They said that the only way he would come back would be if the Ravens made a deep playoff run, which is, you know, well after the fantasy season. So, likely is your guy for at least the rest of the regular season. Um, last year, he only had three games where he played more than 50% of snaps. But in two of those games, he scored at least 14 points. You're talking about top three to five tight end. And this year, like a top two tight end, if he can do anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you need a tight end, then like I said, who doesn't? Likely should be the, your number one priority this week. Oh, yeah. And I'll kind of compound on like what you said. There's only been three times he's played more than 60% of snaps, right? And there was two good games that you talked about, but the other game he still got 
uh, five targets and a touchdown. So the three games that he's played, he's been targeted 25 times where he's like the main tight end on their team. This all happened last year, but this is when I became like a big fan of him. I, I saw him play. I saw his size and athleticism, and I was like, oh, this guy could be really dangerous. Obviously, he's stuck behind Mark Andrews, so now it's his time to shine, and he has a good chance to prove it. You know, over the last, you know, the last five games of the year for fantasy. Yeah, it's looking good for him. And I honestly, I am surprised that I know they've added some some guys into this offense, but I'm surprised they haven't used more two tight end sets to get him on the field more often. They have, they are still lacking for for pass catchers in the Baltimore offense. They have Zay Jones. Who looks like he'll be end up being a really good receiver, but OBJ's way up and down. Um, that's expected after the multiple Zay million. Flowers. What did I say? Zay Jones. Oh shit, my bad. <clears throat> Disrespect. <laughs> my bad. Zay Flowers, Man, yeah. Bro. I mean OBJ's up and down with you know, the multiple knee injuries and stuff that he's that he's been going through over the last couple of years, so that's expected. And Rashad Bateman's just a figment of our imagination at this point. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.B. R.I.P. to the Bateman. Uh, Rest in Bateman. Rest in the Bateman. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's a bust for sure. But uh, all good. Maybe he was visited by Patrick Bateman. Maybe. Uh, who is that? I don't know. Who's that? The serial killer from Psycho. Oh, uh, that's why I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You guys don't know the movie Psycho? They made a couple of them because they've done remakes. It's only considered one of the greatest horror films ever made. Is that the one with the girls <laughs> screaming in the shower? Yes. I only know about that. <laughs> oh, is that the uh, where he's going through the door? And he no, says, that's The Shining. Well, then I don't know. And that's Jack Nicholson. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Bateman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Rashad's, how about a Rashid? Uh, Rashid Shahid. (laughs) 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 Let's uh, switch vowels, folks. (laughs) I'll give you a Rashad and I'll raise you a Rashid. (laughs) There we go. Um on by last week, uh, week before that, ten target or nine targets, caught five of them for twenty-four yards. But uh, word on the street is Derek Carr could be out um, uh, due to his injuries. Uh, likely could miss some time. If that's the case, it's going to be the Jameis Winston show, and we know what happens when Jameis Winston is is quarterbacking. He's, he throws the ball down the field. He's throwing it up. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Rashid Shahid should be a beneficiary of that as he's a athletic playmaker that makes plays down the field. Uh, that's kind of his shtick. And, uh, you know, if Jameis is, is throwing it, we could see some more of those big plays that Rashid has made earlier this season. Dude, Jameis can't help it. Did you guys see any of that game I did, when yeah. he came in? He, he, he does not give a fuck. Dude, no, it's who he is. <laughs> he's been it's playing awesome. this way his entire life. And you know what? He's seven or eight years into the NFL at this point. It's great. Like he is who he is. He's not gonna change. No, it doesn't matter who you are. And some guys get away with it and have Hall of Fame careers, and other guys, you know, Brett Favre, for instance, like that gunslinger mentality. But Jameis just isn't as good of a quarterback as Brett Favre is clearly, yeah. and can't put the ball into the spots where you know they can't catch it. He tends to throw a you know to the defense. 
Let us not forget the marvelous 2019 season Winston had where he the threw 33 30. touchdowns and 30 interceptions. The one, Dude, how do you throw 30 picks in a, in a season? That's still, insane. Dude, he still threw for 5,109 yeah. yards and finished <laughs> as the fourth quarterback yeah. in fantasy that year. And, and they made the playoffs. Could you imagine if he just had like not even it's not even NFL average. If you just cut his picks in half to fifteen, how much oh. better that season would have been? Oh, dude, they would have just murdered everybody. Yeah, he's uh, he's a a darling for fantasy. Not real football. I'm sure coaches absolutely hate him, but uh, <laughs> but we love him. So let's uh, let's just let's just throw James Winston in this offense and see what happens. You know, let's let Derek ride the pine a little bit. I mean, he only played half the game, still had nine points. Let's just say theoretically he finishes the whole game, gets 18 points. That's a starter. Probably 16 because yeah. there would be at least one more pick in there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, when uh, – yeah, in the season you are just referring to, Jameis was an every week starter, you know. Like he was – set it and forget it. <laughs> like it didn't matter if he threw three picks because he was still going to throw three touchdowns and, you know, 300 yards. So, Yeah. Uh, let's, let's get a little more Jameis. And if that does happen, Rashid, you know, he's a, a boomer bust option. Uh, but he could really boom, uh, more consistently, I think with Jameis Winston. So, uh, Tajay Spears, we've been talking about him every single week. Um, eventually, you know, Tennessee will hopefully, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Just play their young guys and and call it a year. They're already doing that at quarterback out of kind of being forced to. But, uh, you know, Tajay Spears, they get Carolina, Indiana, Miami, Houston, Seattle, then Houston. So uh, a favorable schedule uh, moving forward. Uh, Last week, not a great week for Tajay. Not a great week for this entire offense. They only ran 38 total plays on offense. So, obviously, if that happens. It's like half of what most NFL teams run. Yeah, if that happens, obviously, your your backup running back isn't going to get many opportunities, and he did not. So, uh, you know, the offense as a whole is going to hold him back. But really, the hope here for Tajay is that, uh, you know, Vrabel and, and this Tennessee team just kind of packs it in for the year and, and see see what the rookie can do when when he's just the guy. And then they can figure out the Derrick Henry situation in the offseason. But uh, that's kind of the hope. He's talented, just needs opportunity. This whole offense is garbage right now. I'd be avoiding, like, everybody. Yeah. But it's definitely someone you want to hold on to if they do figure it out in these last few weeks before the playoffs start. Uh, yeah, he's probably rostered, honestly. But uh, Odell Beckham Jr. makes the list due to the uh, Mark Andrews injury. Odell also sustained an injury late in the game, shoulder injury. He's not expected to be out long-term. He's considered day-to-day for now. But uh, we'll see. He's an older older player, obviously, um, has dealt with injury uh, pretty consistently through through his uh career they're on by in week 13 so maybe we see them sit odell this week and then uh you know give him two weeks off before heading into the back end stretch of the season but uh not sure i mean would you be picking up odell right now yeah, I think so. He's on a good run. It's very inconsistent usage-wise, but his big plays have came through in the last three weeks. 
He hasn't broke 50% snap percentage at all in the last three weeks, but has had double-digit points in every single game. Uh, he had over 100 yards last week. The week before, he only had one catch, but got a 40-yard touchdown off of it. Before that, seven targets, five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. It's seems like he's kind of eking into this offense. It's still like a very boomer bust option, but he is making plays. And I don't know if you've seen any of these like highlights that he's had, but he still is. He's still definitely very fast and just as good as you know he was a couple of years ago, in my opinion. Anything different, Tyler? No, no, that that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on then. Uh, Tutu Atwell, um, Cooper Cup dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be a lower ankle injury. Um, so I doubt he misses any time, but if he were to miss time, Tutu Atwell could be worthy of picking up. Uh, when Cooper Cup was out earlier in the season, we saw Tutu Atwell much more involved and uh, decently effective. So uh, if Coop's out, he could be a viable flex option. If Coop is in... He's not. Yeah, and Puka Nakua is actually also dealing with a shoulder injury. He's also listed as day-to-day. Um, he seems pretty likely that he's going to play regardless. Cooper Cup is the one that is a little more iffy. Um, but should be interesting. Also, quick note to the with the Rams, Kyron Williams is expected to be back this week. Oh, yes. Yep. Let's and fucking go. So we need you, it. Can, you can go ahead and drop Daryl Henderson, drop... Uh, the other fucking guy. <laughs> Freeman, who actually Freeman. completely outplayed Henderson against the yeah. Seahawks this last week. Yeah, that's that's where it was heading. Uh, he got, you know, uh, Freeman was getting all the goal line touches and and even some more of the in-between the 20 stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where, where it headed. And But once Kyron Williams is back, I mean, it's this is, this is Kyron Williams' backfield for sure. So those guys will rarely see the field. And the other guy uh, that was the backup to Kyron Williams. Ronnie Rivers. Yeah. I think he's expected to be back as well. So I'm, I'm sure those two guys will will take over running back duties completely. The old R&R, Ronnie Rivers. <laughs> Cheap solution. Um. Khalil Shakir, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, had a big week last week against the Jets. Uh, scored 19 fantasy points, only on four targets. Caught, th- you know, three of them for 115 yards and a touchdown. So had a big 81-yard touchdown play. That basically was the majority of his fantasy output. Um, so, you know, they get Philly, then they're on a bye. I don't expect this to be any sort of clue or hint towards an increased production for Khalil Shakir moving forward. Do you guys? No, not at all. And also, I mean, they have Philly in the bye, but then even coming out of the bye, they get Kansas City and Dallas the two games after that. So pretty tough defenses as well. Yeah. Um, week 16, though, and 17 are against uh, much easier defenses in terms of the Chargers and the Patriots. So, I mean, maybe if you're hurting at that point and you need a, a big boomer bus guy, he could be there for you. Um, 
probably unlikely though, because by the time you're in that week of the season, there are no buys at all. So he should be probably not picked up in any way. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. But I do love his name. I think I said it before. It's like if Khalil Mack and Tupac had a baby. <laughs> Khalil Shakir. <clears throat> not quite spelled the same, but I think about that every time I see his name. Khalil Shakir. Khalil Mack and Tupac. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that image in your head every time. I think about it a lot, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rico Dowdle, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he's on the list. He was dealing with an ankle injury. He was actually added to the team's injury report on Saturday, day before the game. Uh, still ended up playing, but only had 20 scrimmage yards on 10 touches uh, behind Tony Pollard. He kind of had a, a big game against the Giants, 12 carries uh for 79 yards in week 10 and a touchdown people thought hey he's going to start to creep into this backfield a little bit more because of pollard's inefficiencies as being the workhorse running back but uh he also didn't practice on monday with that same ankle injury so obviously that's still bugging him um i still think he can be a spec uh speculative ad to see what happens because i do still think they want to get someone else a little bit more involved um and he's the guy if he's healthy so you know still only rostered in 24 percent on sleeper he's not a must add but someone if you have room on your bench i think you can add him and and see what happens honestly i am completely on the opposite end of the spectrum with this one I know the game before he had the 12 catch or the 12 carries for 79 yards and touchdown but he still only played 28 percent of snaps yeah so, I mean, if that's the case, that means they basically gave him the ball on every play he was in. Um, and that has not been the case the rest of the season for him. So, I am not part of Rico Dowdle. I mean, you need to – he'd have to score a touchdown to make any of his days fantasy relevant, which he did in Week 10, but hasn't done the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There's a lot of hype around him, and I'm just – I can see from, like, the way he plays, but the usage just isn't there. He doesn't have any receiving ability, so as a backup running back, that usually bolsters it, and you can kind of justify it with that. But he, he's strictly a running running back. Like, he does all his work on the ground. So unless he does more, I, I'm not with it either. Yeah, I mean, I was saying I would I would add him only if I have players that I can drop that are absolutely useless. And, you know, I'm adding him for free. I'm definitely not spending any you know, fab on him or aggressively trying to add him. Um but, you know, if something were to happen to Tony Pollard, you know, the upside's there um, in terms of just being the, the bell cow. Yeah, and I'll give you that. I think if you're a Tony Pollard owner, he's definitely worth an ad if you haven't already because as a handcuff, it's, that's a huge that's a huge addition because I can't see them splitting carries between if – if Pollard goes down, I can't see them really splitting carries between Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. No, Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> Not an NFL running back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, great story. Yeah. But I mean, he's five six. Like Yep. He's really, really small to be a running back in this league. Uh another guy the last guy I have is Noah Brown. Um had a couple of big games in week nine, week ten. 
uh, against Tampa Bay, then against Cincinnati, you know, on this uh, Houston Texans offense that's started to take off with C.J. Stroud. Uh, 153 yards in week 9, 172 in week 10, and then uh, did not play in week 11 against the Arizona Cardinals uh, dealing with that uh, knee injury. Um, It's likely he'll play week 12 against the Jaguars, uh, but still up in the air. Uh, He has to practice in some fashion, uh, throughout the week in order for him to be able to play. So, uh, keep an eye on his, on his, uh, practice participation. Uh, but he's been getting a ton of targets. Obviously CJ Stroud is, is a good quarterback. That's, uh, throwing multiple touchdowns every single game. And Noah Brown has been one of the, the recipients of those. So, um, you know, he's someone that's still available slightly in this offense. You know, you're not going to be able to pick up Tank Dell. You're not Tank Dell. You're not going to be able to pick up uh, uh, Nico Collins. So, this would kind of be the last piece of that offense that you could pick up that could have big games in this offense. But not for sure if he's going to play yet in Week 12. Let's just say he does come back. It's a little concerning. This is the second time this year where he's going to miss an extended amount of time. He missed, you know, weeks two to five with um, an injury that I do not remember, if you guys do remember. But um, when he is on the field, C.J. Stroud does like throwing him the ball. He's at least had four targets in every single game. Bro, I don't think I even know who, knew, who Noah Brown was until week nine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably not, yeah. But he already missed, you know, four weeks earlier this year, and now he's out again for a couple weeks. So it's a little concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously – CJ Stroud and this offense has the ability to give you three solid fantasy receivers, but I am not going to be banking on that from Noah Brown. Clearly, Nico Collins and Tank Dells are, are must starts at this point, uh, but Noah Brown, it's it's a little dicey. I feel like you're you probably have better options for a flex play than than Noah Brown. You almost sounded like a really old racist there <clears throat> when you're saying you didn't like know his name because it's just like. If you're like a, a white guy from the South back in the day, it's like, I don't know a Brown. <laughs> I'll be damned if I know a Brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I just brought it up in the new age. Like, bruh. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know a Brown, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. I only watched the CFL clips from the 70s. Hey, they just had the uh, world championship for the CFL. The Grey Cup. Get it right. <laughs> the cup. It's the not gr- a cup, dude. It's, it's the a gray football. It's called the Grey Cup. All right, the Gay Cup, dude. Didn't even know what was happening, all <laughs> right? Sorry, that's disrespectful, but. Yeah, have some respect for our brothers to the north. Uh, fuck, we didn't even know until we were watching the halftime show, and then oh. they gave him, what, 10 seconds of the, <laughs> yeah. the halftime show? Hey, you know who cares? <laughs> Berman cares, and that's why he does it. Hey, if Berman cares, I care, dude. Well, Berman only cared because his uncle was singing the national anthem <laughs> back in 1985 <laughs> in the CFL. Hey, are you guys voting this year? Because I'm going Berman, 2024. I'd go Berman if he ran. He's finally in the age range where we could elect him as president. As president. So what, 80 plus? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather hear him. He's just like... Like, well, what happened at the meeting? He's just like, well, I was talking to the, the guy from North Vietnam, and he started talking trash, and I was like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up there. 
Got a fumble. Turns out he's a fan of the Raiders. <laughs> but Raiders. He just has country, bro. Dude, he just starts giving nicknames to every world leader leader out there that he talks to. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Jong hit me one more time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, boomer for uh, for president. 2024. We should start the campaign. The fastest four years. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fucking brilliant, honestly. Uh, All right. Well, that'll do it. Unless you guys have anyone else you want to bring up. Uh, I got one quick one I want to add in here. Michael Mayer was talking about him before the year started. Uh, Since the coach. Jesus Christ. uh, Sorry. (laughs) People struggle at tight end, and you might be looking for a tight end. In the last two weeks, since the coaching change, the Raiders have been way different. And in the last two weeks, he has the highest usage that he does have on this team. Still getting a good snap percentage. Has 10 targets total in the last two weeks. Seven catches last week. Uh, first half of the game, he was heavily used in the game plan. Things got a little away from them playing the Dolphins. But um, I will keep an eye on him. He seems to be on the uptick. And if you're looking for a, a consistent tight end who's not going to blow your fucking mind, he'll help you out. Yeah, those three those three games of two points in a row are just staring me in the face. We're not going to go down that, dude. This is a different <laughs> coaching regime. It's different times in Vegas right now. Um, and I just want to add a defense in there just because I like to do that kind of stuff. The Broncos defense, heavily available, 18% um, consensus. And in the last three weeks, they've shut down Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Vikings, which the Vikings might not sound impressive, but they are still a very competitive team. And they finished as a top nine defense the last three weeks, the Broncos. And they forced seven fumbles in the last three weeks. They're getting sacks, they're getting interceptions, five interceptions in the last three weeks. This defense has been killing shit. And they I, I can almost guarantee you can get them in almost any league that you're a part of. They are also playing the Browns, which, which offense has been terrible without Deshaun Watson. It was bad last week. DTR starting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they signed Joe Flacco to the practice squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe Flacco starting. <laughs> Let's ride. I, sh- I should have brought that up. I'm on pretty deep on Reddit, and someone posted a picture of Joe Flacco boarding coach on a flight to- <laughs> <laughs> on a flight to Cleveland, and it was a Browns fan. He was like, "I don't know. I don't want anyone to freak out, but Joe Flacco is flying to Cleveland right now." And it was right <laughs> after Watson went down, so I was like, "Oh, this isn't a fucking coincidence, right? If this isn't a fake picture." And sure enough, he was working out with the Browns, so he did sign with them. To the practice squad. Here we go again, baby. Guess who's back, back. (laughs) Flacco back, back. I mean, he can't be any worse than DTR was on Sunday. And they still fucking won. And they won. Well, they were playing the Steelers. Yeah, so much of that (laughs) defense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think you might have been able to put one of us at quarterback and still beat the fucking Steelers. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, definitely me. <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see myself making some Mahone's throws, just getting sacked and just like, free throw. Just like, <laughs> over the defender. <laughs> You're just finging it out there. Yeah. All that'll... stinky-like. <laughs> that little extra, like, inch... The defenders are just running away from the ball. Because <laughs> it stinks. Like, God, it smells so bad. They're trying to like, recover the ball. They're like, fuck, you take it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this fucked. Smell like that for a week. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, 
pick up Trey Jose, the new quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Get your stank on. Hey, the name would garner attention on lists. Like, oh, the name sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's like career stats, zero pass attempts. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, in. Stinky as shit. Like, <laughs> literally. Someone does a deep dive. He didn't even play quarterback in high school. What the fuck are they doing? This guy. Did you see the helmet he wore? What the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> it's better than Joe Flacco. <laughs> I'll take that. I will take that any day of the week. All right. That'll do it. Uh, One more tight end? <laughs> I'm you kidding. can't possibly I'm, have another. I'm kidding. I really don't. I'm just glad we talked about Isaiah Likely and Michael Mayer on the same episode. I'm fucking content. I, yeah. Honestly, I assumed you were going to bring out whoever Michael Mayer's backup was. This is Austin Hooper. This guy coming, you know, he's been one hey. for 12 on his tight end starts of the week, right? No. But he was like 50% on his tight end starts of the week. Oh, yeah, at least 50. I'm taking risks out here, dude. And you know how it is. is either you choose the top three or you get nobody. So. Nobody. I'm trying to help the people, man. Get us out of this uh, tight end Great Depression that we're in. Yeah, Trey. It's loose ends, Trey huh? Yeah, Trey was fifty percent for his tight end start sits or he starts, should. and he was two of five for his sits. Mm. Yeah, what's one out of twelve? What is that? That's after skipping six weeks as well. <laughs> I never skip tight ends, dude. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you did. Maybe a couple of times, but even if I can only get a couple in, I always try to get a tight end in. <laughs> yeah, you even missed the <laughs> defense deep. one week. It hurt everyone's soul. All of our listeners are like, no! I, I still think about it, and I'm sorry. I'll make up for it. I'll give you two <laughs> this week. Two Ds, dude, at once? I'll give you every top 12 defense this week. How about that, dude? Dang. No, that's too much, but I could do that. All right. Dude, I swear, <laughs> if you drop 12 defenses to play and they end up going 1 through 12 for defenses of the week, I would probably give you a pass for every other pick you make this year. Okay, bet. I would say just start a new podcast and only do defenses. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The Fantasy Defense Podcast. Uh, <laughs> broadcasting to three listeners worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm wrapping it up for once, finally, in my life. I was uh, going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll catch you guys later this week for Starts and Sits of the Week. Uh, the turkey is a cooking, and so come a looking for your starts and sits of the week before you get your turkey fixes on Thursday. Potatoes. Make sure you set those lineups early. There are three games on Thursday, so Mm, that's a good point. Don't don't mess around and and screw that all up, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to get to my turkey early. You know. Hey, are we getting? We're recording on Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to. Okay, so yeah, the episode will be up before you go and hang out with your family and get drunk. So do something you want to do before you go do something you have to do and listen to the podcast and set your lineups. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. Uh, we will catch you all later at the FF Fathers on Twitter and Instagram. Love you all. Goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Don't forget to wrap it up. Bye. Talking about the turkey, right? Nah, nah, don't wrap it up, dude. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Enjoy yourself.